welcome to Sugar We're Going Down Podcasting, a follow-up boy podcast where we go track by random ass track until we die. My name is Caitlin, and joining me until we die is Joe. You call yourself podcasters? Were Pete Wentz's last words before he threw himself off a fucking cliff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, no. Oh, man. I've never seen this video before. We're doing a little less 16 candles, a little more touch me. I learned today from the Genius page, which this is just copied from the Wikipedia page as well, uh, <laughs> that it was originally titled A Little Less Molly Ringwald, A Little More Samantha Fox. I don't know who Samantha Fox is. Pop singer Samantha Fox, who performed the 1986 single Touch Me. Oh, I suppose that makes sense. I don't know why they changed it. I guess... I guess maybe because, like, I've heard of the song Touch Me. I've not heard of the singer. So maybe they were like, it's a little bit more recognizable that way. Maybe. I don't know if I ever realized that there was quotation marks around Touch Me until now. I didn't either. I just knew that, like, what song they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Well, we've all learned something here today. <laughs> um, oh, this how sucks. do you feel about the music, Joe? Um, I think it's a bop. I also I, think it's a bop. It's pretty, I don't know, I think it's pretty straightforward. I like the, the last line in the chorus, because I can relate. <laughs> I, too, set my clocks early, because I, too, am always late. Same, my um, clock in my car is, like, five minutes early. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't know, it's a pretty straightforward, uh, you know, pop rock song. They, they play it. It sound good. It sounds um, real good. It it is a bop and a half IMO. Yeah, I it's a good single. It's um, that we're back on Cork Tree. This, this is, is like one of the ones from Cork Tree that's like not super fucking weird. Yeah, this is like super straightforward. This is like this is one of the clearer signs of like getting from the sound on the first record to Infinity on High. Yeah, this is like this is like a clear middle point. I think. Yeah, I agree. And it's good. I think it I think it holds up. I haven't really done a close reading of the lyrics, so I'm ready to destroy my opinion of the song. Yeah, I feel like it's not going to be great. It's not going to be, I think, the worst we've done. Mm-hmm. But it's a little bit of a bummer. Is it? I think so. I'm looking at, I'm like peeking, and I, and I don't know. The, the, there is the one line at the end of the pre-chorus, but I don't know. The context is a little different than usual. Yeah, it's definitely less bad. Mm-hmm. I, I guess we'll just have to get into it. <laughs> I guess we'll have to find out. You'll never live this down. So 
Yeah, so the the first verse goes, um, I confess, I messed up. Dropping I'm sorry like you're still around. Damn. And I know you dressed up. Hey kid, you'll never live this down. I don't I, you lost me. <laughs> the the first two lines, solid. I feel uh-huh. it. Deep in my bones. Uh second two line, I guess I gotta think about it. Well, so I always thought that it was like when it said, and I know you dressed up, I it I, I always, until this exact moment when I just had this fucking Jimmy Neutron brain blast, mm-hmm. I always thought that it was like, and I, like, talking to a person, like, I know you got dressed up, but looking at it, just the way that it's actually written, I and I know you dressed up, quote, hey kid, you'll never live this down, it almost makes me think of, like, it's not referring to a person who got dressed up, but it's like someone saying, hey, kid, you'll never live this down, but they dressed up the words yeah, to make it sound yeah. different. Uh-huh. Or, like, tried to soften the blow, maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, that would make sense, too, if it's like um, they're acknowledging that they have messed something up, and they're like, I know that you tried to soften the blow, but, but I like, still I know feel that, bad. Like, yeah, like, I know what I did or whatever. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I like that. Boom. Boom. Take that, genius annotators. Galaxy brain shit. <laughs> yeah, because the, the annotation is exactly that, too. It's like, she went through all the effort to get dressed up. Which... To go to homecoming or prom. <laughs> I hate to break it to you, contributor, but Fall Out Boy was definitely not in high school when this album came out. 2006, Pete Wentz was probably... 20-something? Some, somewhere in his 20s. Yeah. Now, if you told me, t- you know, twenty-five-year-old Pete is writing about high school shit, I would believe you. I but, would too, but I don't know. I don't get that read from this. I don't either. I mean, I guess I could see because in the pre-chorus, the first line does like kind of contribute to that reading a little bit. But I think like it's a mm-hmm. it, like IMO. It's broader than that. Yeah. It's like it's like a dance card metaphor, not like a. I'm just thinking about prom. Yeah, it's also, I mean, this is the record with Dance Dance. Um, yeah, this, they, that's th- true. These videos were probably back-to-back. And, and yeah, the next line is about dancing. But I, I what I think is it's, I think the, the phrase dressed up is supposed to evoke that sort of formal attire event thing. But I do think it's not necessarily, I, I think it's just doing both. I think it's evoking that imagery while also saying that the phrase was dressed up. Or the, 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 the diction of saying, hey, fucked up, but nicely. Yeah. I'm out here complimenting Pete's lyricism on, on, on when I'm about to say some probably really mean things when we get to the video. Yeah, I am ready. Mm-hmm. Pre-chorus one continues with, and you're just the girl all the boys want to dance with, and I'm just the boy who has had too many chances. I'm sleeping on your folks' porch again, dreaming... She said, she said, she said, why don't you just drop dead? That's a little mean. That's a little mean of her to say. Or are you dreaming that she said it? Yeah, I... Why are you sleeping on someone else's porch? Yeah, I mean, it definitely evokes an image of, like, I think, I think this is doing a good job of kind of keeping with the thread of, like, someone who knows they fucked up and is trying to remedy it. Mm -hmm. Because, again, it's like... Like, like waiting on someone's porch for them to come back to, like, apologize or talk to them or whatever. Yeah. And then, like... Which is maybe a little much. Go home. Go home. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. Please don't ever do that, dear Please listeners. don't do that. Don't be uh, hanging out in front of someone's apartment or either. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Respect personal space. 
Yeah, please. please. Anyways, I, w- I have to wonder if the dreaming is connected to the she said. Yeah, I do wonder if it's... I, I wonder if it's, like, them saying, I dreamt that she said, why don't you just drop dead? Or I was dreaming and then, like, woke up and was either reminded or was, like, told when confronted on the porch, like, why don't you just drop dead? Mm-hmm. Who could say? I do like this annotation that says this is referenced in his book. <laughs> Whose book? Pete Wentz. We had an episode. Pete Wentz we... wrote a book? Yeah, it's called Gray. Um, I think we talked about it before. I think it's like a shitty young adult novel that I've, I kind of morbidly want to read. I absolutely, Joe, we have to start a Patreon. <laughs> to buy a book? <laughs> no, so that I can have an excuse to do a live reading of that book. Oh, Gray, the 2013 novel written by Pete Wentz and James Montgomery. Give me a synopsis. The synopsis doesn't mean anything. I can read this re- this review from Booklist. <laughs> Perfectly named, Gray explores the difficult transition into adulthood and the indelible mark a first love can leave. Drawing heavily from author Wentz's own life, the novel tells the story of Pete, a musician in Chicago who leaves college <laughs> early <laughs> to pursue his passion for music as his band Begins to find acclaim, Pete struggles with his difficult relationship with his girlfriend, a woman he knows he loves. Gray does not provide easy answers. Pete openly struggles with depression, anxiety, and substance abuse. The character or the man? <laughs> I hate that he named the character also this Pete. The character's name is Pete. This, this, this is the fucking adventures of Pete and Pete right here. Uh, he falls into negative behavior patterns, gets out, and then falls back into them again, ultimately attempting to take his own life. This is just an autobiography. Uh, yeah. In raw... Just- uh, in raw and emotional prose, the first-person narrative puts the reader directly inside Pete's mind and in the middle of his struggles to make sense of his relationship with his girlfriend, his blossoming stardom, and his feelings of loss and isolation. Fans of Wentz's band Fallout Boy, as well as those who enjoyed, enjoyed Nick Hornby's high fidelity, will respond to this affecting read. Is it Joe, fictionalized or to, not? Joe, we have to read the book. Is uh, we do? Is it fictionalized or not? Is the question. It seems like it's not. I'm gonna, all right. Here's five star review from Miranda on Amazon. Verified <laughs> purchase. Uh, bought this last October. It's like one long Fallout Boy song. <laughs> oh my god! All of Joe, the metaphors we... in clever way with words that you have come to expect from Pete's writing. If you know anything about Pete's life or the band, you'll see that this is a loose uh, parentheses. But is it really that loose question mark? <laughs> Autobiography of the start of FOB and Pete's struggle with blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know. He, he hasn't had it always great. Three stars made me cry. Not where you would expect. Apparently, uh, every time he uses the word her, it capitalizes the age. That's a th- oh. Apparently, that's a thing that happens in the book. What? Here's a three star review that says it's what you'd expect when you think of Pete Wentz writing a book. Oh. Really angsty, five stars. There's not really a plot or reason to anything, but it's definitely a fun read. Especially if you're a fan of Pete Wentz. Alright, well I guess we gotta read this fucking book. Yeah, I, I know we've talked about this on the uh, on the podcast before. Maybe it got cut out and we just blocked it out. I guess I repressed out. it, because I do... This feels like brand new information to me. Uh-huh. I was thinking he wrote two books, but no, just this one. I guess we gotta... We, we absolutely have to read this book. Mm-hmm. 
Customers also bought items by Gerard Way. But if you look at Gerard Way's <laughs> author page, it's like a bunch of Umbrella Cat Academy and Doom Patrol, which are good. Yeah. There's also a Fall Out Boy comic, which... What? That's nope. My Walt, my the first result when I looked at it is Sonic the Hedgehog Volume One. <laughs> Fallout Toy Works, Pete Wentz's comic book, which was published in 2009 through 2013, a cyberpunk story compared to Pinocchio. Okay. Oh my god. Yeah. The plot is inspired by the ideas and lyrics of Fallout Boy. I don't know. I remember remembering this existed because you can see one of these comics in the big fire pit in the I, My Songs Know video. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's a comic book. I wonder if we'll ever fucking subject ourselves to that. But stay, yeah, stay tuned for fucking... For Fall Out Boy Book Club. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just drop dead, she said, she said, she said. I don't blame you for being you, but you can't blame me for hating it. So say, what are you waiting for? Kiss her. Kiss her. I set my clocks early, because I know I'm always late. Are you, which you, is you a just, mood. You just read three separate thoughts to me. I did. I sure did, Joe. They are collected here together under the word chorus, but those are three distinct sentiments <laughs> that in no way really cross over. Nope. And what's it, I liked the first one. Second one made me squint a little. Third one's good again. The, the first one makes me a little sus just because it goes back to that same thing that they keep doing of like the like not trusting someone and like, y- you know what I mean? Like the adultery shit. It just reminds me of that mm-hmm. of the like, like, I don't want to know what you do when I'm not around or whatever. Is that your read of it? That is a little bit um, just because it's so prolific and that's just like the vibe it gives me. Um, but I'm definitely uh-huh. open to other readings of it. I think for like for me, my like I guess like I guess that's a valid reading in, in context. Like the phrase "I don't blame you for being you," I feel like is so I don't want to say devoid of meaning, but like so withdrawn from a specific thing that I feel like you can project any fucking thing onto it. Like any anything that you don't like another person, this lyric can apply because it's just I don't blame you for being you, whatever that could be. But you can't yeah. blame me for hating it, whatever it is. Yeah, I think, I don't know why, in my head, that's just where always where I go to, is, like, the mm-hmm. idea of, like, I don't blame you for being the way that you are, but you can't blame me for hating it, because, meh. Meh. Uh, that's just always the vibe it's given me, but yeah, I mean, I think it's totally valid that it really could be anything, because there's not that much in here to, like, indicate what the actual issue is. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, it's like, up to this point, Pete is like, ah, I fucked up, I fucked up real bad, god, I suck. Yeah. You know, like male feminists do. Uh, and then you get to the chorus and we shift instead to like, I don't blame you for being you, but you can't blame you for hating it. So like, did they, is that what they fucked? Is that the, what they messed up? That they hated a thing? They were made, they didn't like something? Yeah. It's, I don't, I don't know. Well, does the, does the chorus continue to give us context? Sure fucking no, doesn't. Sure, it, does, it absolutely does not. Joe, how dare you even ask such a question? So say what are you waiting for? Kiss her, kiss her. Okay, what? Who invited Sebastian the Crab? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, there is there is a little mermaid gif in this annotation. <laughs> I, mm. 
That's always what I thought is just like this part is just modern day Little Mermaid. Yeah. Like when Disney inevitably does their live action uh, Little Mermaid remake, I really hope that they play this song in it. Yes, surely. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. They've had Fall Out Boy do. As, they as literally we... have paid Fall Out Boy money for songs D- for, before. For so. Disney music. Yeah. Even though I earlier said, no, they didn't. <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Of course they fucking did. Uh, this is so this annotation seems uh, or this genius annotation genius.com please sponsor seems to uh suggest that that this is already enough of an apology. So like the next step is like, all right, it's back together. Make out times. What are you waiting for? And see, that's not what I like ever have thought of for this. I've always just thought of like when you're talking to somebody like that you are into and you want to kiss and it's like that inner voice being like, what are you waiting for? Just do it. Mm hmm. Um, and I don't know if that's even, like, in the context of the song that, Is that like, a real feeling? <laughs> I mean, I've had that feeling. Oh, I don't know if I have. I've definitely had moments where we're like, you're being a dumb bitch, you need to fucking do this. <laughs> and then, uh... But I just ask. Like... Yeah. No, that's... That's better. That's valid. <laughs> I, I haven't been on a first date in quite a grip now, but I, I <laughs> several times was like... So can I can I kiss you or no? Which to be I mean, fair, the, the answer was yes. But I mean, I'm I'm Joe, just I'm gonna ask. Joe, that's good. I am proud of you. <laughs> Not all of us live in that reality. What the reality of just asking questions instead of yeah, the trying reality to of read. like learning how to be an effective communicator. Yeah. I don't know. Listen, I'm not. You are correct. You are right. But. <laughs> doesn't always go down that way <laughs> especially oh. this isn't like to be fair like i haven't been on a first date in a very long time either but this is definitely more of a feeling i had when i was younger too like sure, i would not absolutely. say that i've had that feeling like since i was maybe like 18 mm-hmm. but in, in, in which no one has taught you how to be an effective communicator because society yeah. Puts all these stupid tropes into romance stories like this. Yeah, well, and especially, too, like, being, like, a baby gay, too, and you're just like, I don't sure. fucking know what I'm doing. Yeah. The moods, they are here. They are big. Yeah, this just, yeah, this basically just shows that, like, yeah, we have fucked up ideas about... <laughs> yeah. About stuff. <laughs> sure do. Um, I saw, what was I, the thing I read yet or saw yesterday, it was, like, the... The Dr. Seuss book, but it was like, oh, the things you'll have to unlearn to be a decent member of society. I saw that too. It was very good. Um, Yeah, so that, the the annotation reading of that line, I do think could potentially connect it back to everything else, but just as it stands, it just feels separate. Yeah, no, they all feel like, because I don't know what the clocks has to do with it either. I think it's just a cheeky way of saying that they're, they're late to something, they're behind to something. Yeah, and no, maybe, I mean, I, I get the sentiment, but I don't get how it relates to anything else in the chorus. I don't, like, I don't know, what are you waiting for? I'm always late. That's... I guess. I mean, I can draw a line between those and call it good, but... Um, yeah, but I don't think it's, like, the most obvious line you could draw. No, no considering how the chorus starts, it's, it's overall kind of a vague thing that I don't think speaks to the rest of the song very much, at least not to the, the first half of it so far. It's a, it, the thing is, like, the their lines are fine. The lines are good. I just wish they were, like, you know. Yeah, that there was, like, something to kind of connect them. Cohesive, yeah. 
Like, it wouldn't even take much, but just a little something, because they definitely uh feel like desperate ideas. Yeah, I set my clocks. I'm, you know, I'm putting on the the overly favorable reading glasses that I use sometimes (laughs) uh, with Pete Wentz lyricism. They're just really big glasses. (laughs) They're like those fucking novelty sunglasses that are huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, this annotation is like the narrator is always late to fixing relationships. Uh, so he has to set a metaphorical alarm clock to remind him. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that is just very funny, and I wanted to share it with you. That's very funny. Uh, I, I, my favorable reading is like I set my clocks early because I know I'm always late. Is like I, I'm. I'm trying to figure out what the first half of it could have to do with anything. Because like running late, what are you waiting for? That's you know that's fine. But like I feel like setting my clocks early could connect with it and like from you know you got one part of the line flanking on the right and the other part's gonna flank on the left and it's like setting my clocks early thinking that this apology is enough and things are fine before they are again extremely favorable reading glasses (laughs) i don't know that's just i've I've shared my take with the world and we can move on yeah (laughs) you're like i got nothing i have nothing else i have nothing oh verse two (laughs) Write me off, give up on me, because darling, what did you expect? I'm just off, a lost cause, a long shot, don't even take this bet. I'm just the absolute worst. I'm just... (laughs) I fucking suck, just don't even go there. I'm just complete piss. Nothing is worthwhile (laughs) in me. I'm fucking garbage. (laughs) This is like, it just reminds me too much of like, a very specific type of groveling that men do. And then they yeah. don't actually get better afterwards. Yeah, it's a very, like, Bojack sentiment, almost. Yeah. I don't have any... That's it. That's the whole verse, to me, is that. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's one thought. Yeah. At least it's a cohesive thought, though. Mm-hmm. This annotation also talks about that fucking book! <laughs> I feel like this alludes to HER! It is in all caps. Um, I guess that's just the thing we have to live with. I feel like this alludes to HER! Not fully believing in him and the band. In Grey, he mentions that she lacked faith in his talents to succeed in the music industry. And then in parentheses could be a stretch, but not out of the realm of possibility. (laughs) Which I gotta say, we should see that on every annotation. Yeah, every single annotation on here should be like, this is kind of a stretch, but... But, you know, that's, that's a comment on the annotation. The annotation is fucking whatever. We get it. He feels bad about something. What's that all pre-chorus right. to say? I don't got it in me. <laughs> it says, you can make all the moves, you can aim all the spotlights, get all the size and the moans just right. I'm sleeping on your folks' porch again, dreamin'. She said, she said, she said, why don't you just drop dead? Why don't you just drop dead? That's <laughs> how it goes. It is how it goes. Huh. <laughs> That's um, the problem, is all these words sound good when the man sings sound them. They sound really... It's a fucking bop. It's a bop. But, it's just uh, it's just a weird groveling bop in which he simultaneously is like, <laughs> I fucked up really bad, but only because you're not that great to begin with. <laughs> Anyways, groveling forgive me. Groveling bop is when you display name on private. <laughs> <laughs> groveling bop. Uh, you can make all the... The only one of those... only Well, only two of those lines are new. Because it starts differently than pre-chorus one, where it says you can make all the moves, you can aim all the spotlights, get all the size and the moans just right. Which I don't like yeah. very much. 
making everything out to be she's fake she fakes it it's all a production there's a comment on this annotation that just says it's about porn <laughs> okay i mean yeah if you if you want if if that's your reading of it seems a little weird compared to the rest of the context i mean i definitely also thought about that but yeah like there's like you could read it multiple different ways mhm cuz i mean like yeah i like i definitely could see a porn reading of that but it could also be like going back to dancing too sure it's just it evokes some sort of fakeness yes I don't think, uh... Well, it also kind of, it feels like it kind of evokes that, like, sense of utility that's kind of throughout the song, too, of, like, you can do all of this stuff, but mm-hmm. ultimately I'm still sleeping on the porch. For some reason, he is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you can do every, like, you can try to do everything just right and, like, still end up being, like, the one who fucked something up. Mm-hmm. I guess is the reading that I'm gonna go with. Sure. <laughs> I don't have much of a deeper me- reading. The chorus plays again. Still good. Still sounds good. Whatever it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. And then the bridge uh, is always on. You said you'd keep me honest. Always on. But I won't call you on it. That's maybe the worst sentence I've read Pete Wentz ever right? I've read some doozies. But uh, <laughs> you said you'd keep me honest. But I won't call you on it. Implying that because they didn't keep you honest, you're... <laughs> You're mad at them? You're the one who <laughs> fucked up, dude! Oh, God. Yeah. It's just distilled bullshit. It's it just, really, really is. It's just distilled, I fucked up uh, because you didn't babysit me enough. Yeah, I fucked up because you didn't keep me in check. Fuck off. Like, what? Jesus Christ. The annotation. She said she'd always be there for him to help him make the right decisions. He's aware that she's not doing what... He- she promised. Is but she he's... fucking Jiminy Cricket? Is like, she what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but he's not going to bring it up. Hey, friendly PSA, you don't have to be your partner's conscience. Pete Wentz, you are an adult. <laughs> Christ. Can you imagine if your partner was your conscience? I'd be uh... fucked. <laughs> yes, you would be fucked. Um, <laughs> I'd be fine. Uh, You'd be fine. I wouldn't be. I'd be fine, but like, that's just don't don't ask so much of another human being. No, never. Jesus Christ! You should be your own conscience. Mm Hmm. I'm just so I'm just so exhausted now. That took that took all of my life force (laughs) out of me. Oh, they play the chorus again. It still sounds good. It ends on the out, the last line of the chorus with "I set my clocks early" because you know I'm always late. Ba 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 da ba ba. Great. Um, <laughs> it's questionable bop. It sure is. <laughs> it sure does bop. Sure is questionable. Those are the two words within the phrase. <laughs> See, Joe, so. I told you. I told you once we did the close reading, you were gonna feel sad. Yeah. So the thing is, my problem was like I was like. Thinking about the chorus, and I was like, that just, that just feels like it doesn't mean much. And then it's like, all right, well, she's saying the mean things. Maybe he's just down on his luck. But then, yeah, when you put the close reading on it, I'm like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? <laughs> Why? <laughs>
There's a music video that came out for there it. There is. There is. I've already essentially stolen the joke of like half of the YouTube comments on it. A lot of them just quote, you call yourself hunters and then yeet self off of cliff. Because <laughs> that is how it's, that's how it's, that's not how it starts necessarily, but it opens no, but with. That's like the first memorable thing. Yeah. This video is like six and a half minutes long, despite it's the song really being. Long. The song's like, what, four maybe? Three. Three, yeah, <laughs> between three and four, I guess. It's not a long song, but. It's not. So it starts, Andy is in a car on like a make out point type area. Yeah. With a girl, and they're making out, and then all of a sudden a bunch of goth vampires show up, and, like, are trying to eat them. And then Patrick and Joe show up with, like, Ghostbusters-ass vampire hunting gear, and they're trying to kill the vampires, and then Pete just, like, shows up and wrecks shit, and he's a, clearly a vampire, and he's like, you call yourself hunters! And then, yeah, he eats himself off a cliff. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And then it cuts to uh, Patrick writing in a journal and narrating about how uh, Pete hates being a vampire and is murdering other vampires because he hates them. This and song is he... not even three full minutes. And it's, and it's the, not the... playing during this part. No, not yet. No, uh, the, the video is like six and a half. Yeah, but they like, so Patrick's like, yeah, Pete hates being a vampire, but he's getting worse. His, like, vampireness is getting worse, even though I made him, like, a fucked up co concoction of, like, Clamato juice and garlic and holy water <laughs> uh, that he drinks from a blender, just, like, straight from the blender. Um, uh huh. It's, and then there's a long shot on his, like, open mouth with, like, the fucking soup dripping like the fucking Campbell soup pouring down the sides of his mouth yeah. and you can look at his fake vampire teeth yep and then it cuts to like all these shots of a city area with like all these vampires hanging out and they start mm -hmm. getting into like arguments with each other and so it just shows all these different like types of people who are vampires like fighting yeah and then these like dandy British fop ones show up in like a uh, West Side Story squad and um then the fob boys show up our vampire hunters show up and Pete gets out and is like step to me bro and he they literally do like West Side Story like he takes like two steps forward in rhythm and then they take two steps back and then they do it again and then they just start fucking fighting and and then it's just like vampire fighting time and Patrick gets eaten by a bunch of vampire ladies. Yeah. And then Pete gets arrested mm -hmm. by the police after he attacks the leader of the dandy fops. And who is, who is played by a member of the Academy is he is played by. Yeah, I thought he looked familiar. William Beckett. He's also, when we watched whatever fucking music video it was, we didn't know, there was a bunch of references in the at the funeral scene for Pete Wentz. Remember when that happened? I do. I do remember when Pete Wentz died. Yeah, but that video also has a, the vampire dude. I don't know if it was William Beckett as well. They might have just got, because it's like a very quick shot, but it probably was just William Beckett. But yeah, I didn't know who that was then. Now I know. Now we know. Now I've seen the uh, video. Also, there's a bunch of other people in this video from the record label, like, uh, all the comments talk about Brendan Urie, but Spencer Smith is there too. The other member yeah. who was at one point in Fanic. Yeah, they're both vampires, like the fancy vampires. Yeah, they do a choreographed dance scene to seduce women. Mm-hmm. 
That's then Pete is like sitting in the back of a police car and he comes to the realization that like the cops were in on it with the dandy fops and like it's all a big conspiracy and then it ends. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to call a shot real quick. I might be wrong, but I'm going to call a shot. Okay. A little less 16 candles, a little more touch me. I don't have an exact date for when the music video came out, but the single released, I'm assuming they were at the same time. The single was released March 14th, 2006. Jesus. In January, January 24th of 2006, The Kill by 30 Seconds to Mars came out. And that music video is not similar so much as twice as long as the song with a bunch of stopping and starting and... They made it like a short little movie. So I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say, <laughs> Pete was like, "Oh, we can do that." I could see it. I don't know if the video came out much earlier than the single because the record of "Take This uh, from Under the Cork Tree" came out in 2005, but it was released as a single the next year, uh, according to this Wikipedia article, because it is saying March. I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at some dates and suggesting things. <laughs> I'm just—it's up to you to interpret the facts, but <laughs> I, I mean, surely Jared Leto didn't invent long, complicated music videos uh, that stop and start the song. But like, that's kind of the one that people think about from the mid two thousands. So true, I, true, true. I'm just—you know—I'm just kind of—I'm just. I'm just, I'm just presenting. I'm just presenting the facts. I—I you know? I don't know any of these men. I can't. <laughs> Make uh, much suggestions or or, uh, or make much claim, but you know it's, it's there. Yeah, that's a good thirty seconds of Mars song, which is to say yeah. it's a good it's it's one of the few. I, yeah, they they only had a few bops. Yeah, I I think I appreciate their body of work more than I should and more than most people do. Uh, uh if only for the reason that Jared Leto's a piece of shit. Yeah, Jared Leto fucking sucks. Sucks pretty bad. Um, but you know, if you, you know, you're gonna have like, even when you're a piece of shit, you're probably gonna have like, if you're a prolific piece of shit, you're probably gonna have like one fluke that's like pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, there are people who are shitty who make dope stuff, but I don't make them less shitty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's all, there's quite a few good Kanye West records. Sure. It's true. I believe you. Um, I don't I don't want to listen to them anymore, but I at one point was a very big fan. But yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say about this weird vampire dance-off video or this weird groveling bop of a song. Um, <laughs> but it does bop. It does. Kaylin. Yes, Joe. I'm just going to imagine from like the the fucking thing where Pete Wentz apparently capitalizes the word her every time. That's me <laughs> saying your name. <laughs> yep. Probably not as creepy as it is. Like in context of that book, it probably sucks shit. Oh, probably. I just, the joke is that I yell your name all the time. Caitlin, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> um, You can find me on the internet on twitter.com at cg and eight r's and from there i have a pin tweet that has all the shit that i do so many r's so many it's too many how many legs a spider does have you can find That's me true. on you can find me on twitter <laughs> at uh at ghost of joe ghost of jo um 
retweeting my girlfriend's selfies and occasionally tweeting when I have podcasts come out, um, such as uh, They Them Theirs is a podcast I do with my friend Rain every month. Uh, we, we sit down usually near the end of the month and talk about uh, being on binary just you know, how we've been feeling lately, stuff we got coming up, and how our gender plays a part in it. Last, uh, we, we did, we talked about some, like, formal attire stuff in terms of, like, how we as non-binary people sort of look at fashion, because I I am attending a wedding at the end of the month, so I'm just like, what the fuck do I do? <laughs> what do I want to do? And, yeah. uh, how, and how do I signal my queerness in a way <laughs> um that yeah, makes me i'm gonna have to listen to that because i think i'm gonna have to dress up at the end of the month and i'm like what the fuck mm-hmm. am i gonna wear yeah we we plug some resources like we do we have some blogs with like inspiration posts and just like various stuff uh it's, it's probably going to be a bit of a subplot on this talk show because like we will record again before i go and then i will we will record afterwards so um well you know just Various things in our in our day to day life as we are gay as shit. Uh, but that is they them theirs. That is on the same network as this podcast, the Orange Groves Podcast Network. You can find all the shows on the network and support it at theorangegroves.com. You can follow the show uh, at SWGD Pod on Twitter. Um, we tweet episodes and sometimes memes. Mm-hmm. And you can. Uh, when we have join- time. <laughs> Yeah, well, we remember. Um, and you can join the Orange Girls Discord, which there is a Sugar uh, We're Going Down podcasting channel. There's also channels for all the other shows. You can mm-hmm. hang out and talk to us about Fall Out Boy more and uh, other shows. And if, if you haven't seen this video, please watch it and talk to us about it. Cause yeah, we... please. <laughs> I'm not in there as much as I should be, but if y'all watch this video and want to talk about it, I absolutely will show up for that. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever week this comes out, I will make sure to, to pay a lot of attention. Yeah, I, uh, I also do a pairing every Wednesday um, where I pick a non-Fallout Boy song and I put it next to it on a Spotify playlist. You can find the link to that in the show notes. Uh, and there will be something on there for for this song. Um, I I I usually like the songs. It depends. <laughs> I, I I think there's been some songs that were like perfect matches, even though they're not like super strong. But um, anyways, there'll be something there. Is that? I think that's everything that we plug. Discord, yeah. Twitter. I sure. think we're good. Caitlin. Yes, Joe. Is this more than you bargained for yet? The word groveling bop certainly was. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) See you next Wednesday, everybody. Bye. Is is hello? Is this thing hello? on? Hello? hello, hello, hello. Hey, hey, hi. What's up? This is this is Ben Bath, and I don't know anymore. I need out of this fucking podcast. Okay, we got we got, we, we we talked about Bionicle for a very long time, and we tried mm-hmm. to stop, but then some evil force trapped us.
in hell and is forcing us to talk about things that start with the letter B until we die. We did Beyblade and now we're on Batman and it's just going to keep getting I'm, fucking I'm, worse. I'm, a, I'm afraid of what happens next. I haven't seen my wife in several days. Please help us. Please help please us. Oh, God. Please Joe. help us. Joe, do you hear that? Oh, God. Go to theorangegirls.com and help us. Please, God, please. No, no. Oh, God. Oh, God.